When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Pod Network Entertainment. Going on, this is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Let me talk to you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Adam! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Run! Bang! The sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles. Hey, hey, this is the Cosmic Cactus, Paul London. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov. The star, the NXT champion, and you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, Chino Liao, and Emil Nate checking in on an audio-only Picks of the Week episode after a huge wrestling-heavy weekend. Best believe, marami na naman tayong pag-uusapan ngayon. We've also got our weekend reactions because of the big news that dropped over the weekend. So we'll get into all of that. But we're going to start the episode by letting you know that we actually had a very fun watch party over on the Discord community for our Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patrons. So thank you so much to everybody who joined us on Sunday when Rose streamed Full Gear for everyone. It's a live chat. I mean, I wasn't there watching, but I could see all the notifs. Yeah, uh, it took a while to pick up. But uh, it was, you know, mostly me, Emil, and Rowan. But okay, uh, there were some people watching. Uh, they were just quiet. But I'm glad to see that uh, we were still able to do a service for everyone. And uh, yeah, uh, probably do this again for World's End in next month. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. And that's one of the many benefits you can get if you're a part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. So Emil, uh, let them know what else they can get if they sign up. All right. So aside from that, aside from being able to join the uh, online viewing party for the PLEs or the pay-per-views, uh, you'll get uh, more benefits. No? And it's at uh, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for $5 or 260 to 270 pesos. Uh, in our currency and again just like we mentioned uh, we have the discord server where we host the watch parties and we also you know that's where the where we interact with uh, with y'all and, and you can interact with your fellow podcast and talk to us about anything you know uh, anything in the, uh, everything under the sun uh, also um, you'll get some review content of the weekly wrestling shows courtesy of Row and Rowan ASH uh, with Raw Smackdown NXT the weekend AW shows, so all of that and more. And um, if you uh, become a part of our Patreon, you'll get some uh, some uh, sweet rates uh, on the service fees uh, with the Repasa Vice, which later we will explain since we have a new one since it's Black Friday. It's th- and uh, 
madaming singles so they're gonna the the guys are gonna explain that a little bit later so again it's uh if you want to join the non fun and support the podcast na rin, it's at uh, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for slow that's five dollars yes since Emil hinted at it let's uh, tell you all about Black Friday because it is happening this week. Uh, Thanksgiving in the U.S. And that's when all the big sales happen. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and that entire weekend in between. Bagsak presyo sa mga favorite online stores ninyo in the U.S. And we're going to uh, help you get that authentic WWE, AEW, Pro Wrestling tees, uh, etc., etc. Uh, merchandise. All you have to do is to go to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Facebook page. Send us a DM. We'll let you know everything that you need to know. But if you want to go straight to the order form, pwederen. Just check out tinyurl.com slash WWP Black Friday 2023. Again, that is tinyurl.com slash WWP Black Friday 2023. All of the mechanics are there. Lahat ng mga rates na most likely kailangan yung bayaran will also be there. Pati na rin yung uh, the, the, all, all the rules that head into you filling up the form. Uh, did I miss anything there? No, that's it. Uh, well, you know, it's easy to talk to us about it because we'll, we'll guide you through it uh, if you send us a PM. But I mean, the, the rules are there. The guidelines are there. They're pretty clear as well. Uh, if you want to get into it, um, a, a lot of our uh, former customers, our previous customers have already uh, locked in their orders. Uh, we have some new ones as well. And uh, it's going to be fun because... Uh, as, as you mentioned, and uh, we can't wait to get yet another batch of our uh, favorite legit merch. Mm, last one season na naman para sa ating mga uh, trying to get by month to month. But that's okay. Uh, that's what we go to work for, right? To treat ourselves every Black Friday. This is basically the best time of the year to buy your favorite wrestling merch. So again, go check out tinyurl.com slash WWP Black Friday 2023. All right, uh, let's get some weekend reactions. This is something we've been doing for quite some time, some of our Picks of the Week episodes. Natin. And I want to start with the reveal that Will Ospreay is the big AEW signing that Tony Khan hyped up nung Dynamite nung uh, Thursday last week, Manila time. So uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because honestly, it's as big of a deal in the sense that Will Ospreay had already been part of AEW canon. So it's not as big of a deal as, say, if like Goldberg had appeared or if uh, someone from WWE had jumped ship uh, quite literally. So uh, what do you guys think about this one? I mean, Ronda Rousey debuted for RH. So I guess there's that. <laughs> as far as Will Ospreay is concerned, I still think it's a pretty big deal. Because you're talking about a very well-seasoned, very well-decorated indie vet who for the longest time has sworn off signing with certain companies. But yes, he signed with New Japan. But when he about moving to the States and, and joining perhaps the WWE, he has been on record as saying that he was vehemently against moving to the States and performing for bigger companies. But now, there's may option to do the AEW thing. He signed on to do that, which is surprising because I thought he was going to follow his wife over to the WWE side of things. See, not his uh, wife anymore. Well, <laughs> Dina oh, Silao. Yeah, they have broken up. Oh, okay. So, he's not So, I guess it, now it makes more sense that they na sila and all that. But I mean, I mean, it's still very surprising for me. I guess in the sense that yes, kasama na siya sa canon and he's been part of certain storylines. But I think this signing, if anything, just makes it uh, more official 
that it already has been. Diba? Parang on paper and in story, he is all elite. Yeah, no, no, I get, I get what Stan is trying to say. Na, uh, it's not a surprise because, you know, I, the guy has wrestled twice, I think, for AEW already. Parang yep. uh, diba? uh, frequent visitor. Na siya. So um, it's not something that would really rock the world. And I think Tony Khan played it really well by uh, just, you know, simply announcing the Minig sign, not really, you know, trotting out, rolling out the red carpet for them and just confirming that uh, the guy who worked for him before is now working for him full time. So uh, that's pretty cool. And um, it's not that it's not a big deal. It's just not it's just that it's not a surprise. So OK, then Ben. I don't know how that works. I think he's still based in the UK. I don't know how he's going to be commuting back and forth. But um, if uh, obviously UK the US is closer than UK to Japan. So uh, if this is what allows him to live outside the ring better, then more power to him. Uh, I think uh, Will Ospreyman is a fit for the kind of wrestling, uh, the the AEW wrestling DNA, if you will. And uh, I think... It could go wrong. I mean, it could not all the same, but uh, it might go a little more wrong in WWE. But, you know, we'll never know that. And uh, this is still a good career move for him. And uh, I'm actually kind of glad and surprised that TK, TK didn't go uh, overboard with hyping up the announcement. Like, that's that was, you know, one of our main complaints about TK over over the last month is that, you know, he overhypes some announcements, but it's not as as grandiose but this one he announced it on twitter and that's it you know and uh uh i actually uh you know when i listened to the mass man show which i'm I'm doing now <laughs> uh <laughs> uh they, they said that if you know when they were predicting who was assigning they said if it's osprey then dk would have done all the you know that all the hype and all the to, to, you know to be fair this was the best time for him to actually do yeah. the hype so, yeah. yeah exactly that's all right yeah with the whole all in announcement so yeah. uh na humble siya today i i was surprised now he didn't go overboard with the hype because you know it's real Osprey. it's one of the biggest uh signings uh that they have uh up until this point now so plus i, I do don't really know like is Will Osprey really one of the biggest signings if you already have signed Edge oh, yeah. and That's, CM Punk? Yeah. No, I mean no no, 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 Tama, no, 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 Tama. I agree, I agree that he is uh, one of the big signings. He is uh, legit one of the yeah. hottest, uh, yeah. one of the hottest, the best wrestlers of his particular generation. Like the people you mentioned before, uh, they're they're of the previous generation, but they're they're off the nineties, two thousands, early two thousand ten. So this guy, he is the it right now. So uh, I would, I it's it's not a false argument to say that he is a really legit huge signing. But in your conversation, if Will Ospreay was signed by the WWE, it'd be equally as big. Right, right. right. They'll still hype it in the same exact way because he has that draw. I'm not saying that so, uh, Will Ospreay isn't a big signing. I was just saying that uh, in contrast to like the, the Adam Copeland signing and the CM Punk signing from two years ago, like those are really on a different level. That being said, you're right, Chino. Uh, there was a part of me that actually felt sad that Ospreay didn't go to WWE because if, if Ospreay made the jump to WWE, I think that would have been comparable to AJ Styles making it to WWE back in 2016. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not wrong. And, uh, that last point, no, I noticed two things about uh, the, the announcement and uh, the signing of the uh, signing of the contract first. They uh, before, because when Will made those uh, AEW appearances, he was a heel, right? But in New mm. Japan, he's already a babyface. So this I mean, one, babyface, that in baby face, baby face, and he do, um, 
noticed ko na there wasn't any United Empire branding. Like, his style trying to say United Empire. He didn't do the, the United Empire hand sign, which I noticed because he's technically, as of right now, he's still the leader. But I think in, in AW, is going to be, I think TK is going to reset his character maybe and maybe push him as a babyface because they, they kind of need some babyface uh, on, on their roster because most of their main event talents are here at this point. So, um, so let's see. Let's see. Uh, Uh, what the future uh, lies ahead for uh, one real Osprey? I can I can answer that. Medjo Medjo didn't from the United Empire branding yeah. the faction because ever since he turned face with Kenny, um, they they weren't really uh, associating with him with the henchmen so much. So I don't know if that was um, a deliberate act that uh, it's something that happened. So I think in a great old con to the DJ Catch Two Two, um, they're they're doing it. They're parang. Uh, Raising the flag themselves, but uh, Will is doing his own thing. He's you know appearing at Impact, which we'll talk about later. So um, that might be the reset, and I think TK is fo- finally following the reset. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, one more thing I want to point out about the Will Osprey signing is he made sure to mention sa promo niya na hindi pa siya tapos sa New Japan. Kasi medyo open secret na rin, di ba, na the contracts in New Japan don't really end until after Wrestle Kingdom or on the day of Wrestle Kingdom. So it's good that he acknowledged it. Kinlaronya for everyone, uh, uh, you know, just let me finish out with New Japan. And may lumabas na rin a balita from Sinashan Rossap over the weekend. Na there is a bit of an agreement uh, between AEW and New Japan. Na the New Japan gave Will Osprey their blessing to sign with AEW, and then in return, uh, there's a, that agreement nga na let him finish out his dates with New Japan, and then after that, he'll be officially all elite. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's it's very. Uh, I guess it's very modern then na uh, na wala yung pagka-territorial na, na, and exclusive nung uh, strictly exclusive ng mga kontrata nila so I thought that was cool yeah uh, it's good, it's good. Um, it shows that NJPW is willing to play ball a little more uh, a lot more than they were like maybe a decade ago so okay yeah. uh, the more places people can work uh, the, the more money they are yeah So there, uh, that's it for Will Osprey. Um, we're going to talk about Ronda Rousey in a bit since we mentioned ni Chino, but zoom out muna tayo because that happened at full gear, yung kay Will Osprey. Macro thoughts on the show. Um, I literally just finished it minutes before we hit record, so medyo fresh pa siya sa akin. But for you guys who've seen it over the weekend. It's the first, uh, honestly, this was the first AW pay-per-view I enjoyed probably since, wow. Last year, yeah, honestly, this I had I had a blast watching this one because the previous ones, maybe except All In, all, I actually okay, except for All In, I actually enjoyed that one. But the others, because they're stacking TK stacked up the card way too much. Like we were getting ten matches, eleven matches on the card, so it kind of felt you know sublong drag. When you compare it to WWE, you were doing six. Five matches uh, in their on their PLEs this year, so so blang me ano don me contrast don so, and but this one because it was only eight matches and the when I watch it live, it, the time kind of you know flew uh, by so fast because so blang and so blang enjoy ng mga matches no 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 match uh, there was no match that I felt went too long, even the the death match which we will talk about the later. I felt like that was the appropriate time for it because it's a, uh, um, it's a violent match to settle a really personal feud. So every match got their shine, and even the main event, which was well, Piquito, so we can talk about it. Medyo overbooked, but it's fine. I actually enjoyed it. Um, the only thing, uh, 
maybe some maybe I could say is that I was kind of bummed that we didn't have the devil reveal because I thought they were they were headed towards a reveal dito sa at the end of this pay-per-view, but it didn't happen. We were, I was waiting for it until the end. Uh, you know, because when I look, I was looking at the clock, there was still like what uh five minutes uh until the top of the hour. So I think, oh, okay, they, maybe the reveal will happen now. So I kept waiting and waiting, but it didn't So yun lang, yun lang yung bummer part of that show for me. No, I agree. I didn't like na walang devil reveal. Call me impatient, <laughs> but man, they were they've been building up to this and then para napaka incomplete and unsatisfying for me. Na MJF went through all of that only to not get a devil reveal. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh it was fun, yes. Um the pay-per-view was great. Um also uh the first one also because it was um one that I could follow from start to finish. I didn't have to worry about work because it wasn't on a Monday morning, diba? So, okay, cha. Uh the cherry on top was, of course, my pick, uh, which is Hangman Swerve. And it was wrestled really well, I think, um, despite my misgivings about the writing itself, the main event itself. Um, I think everyone brought it. Uh, they weren't rushing to complete the card the way they would when uh, uh, there are 10 or so matches on it. So uh, I think uh, Tony Khan is learning a bit of a lesson there, but I you know, can't be too sure. Uh, it was uh, really fun. I think um, it might be the best pay-per-view they had this year. So uh, World's End still has a chance to knock that off. But um, this was pretty well executed for the most part. Hey, Otino, any thoughts? Um, yeah, na-cover niyo na din lahat na sinabi niyo. I will say na, yes, it is surprising na eight matches lang on the card, but if you count the uh, pre-show, uh, the buy-in, I think is, is what you call it, right? Yeah, zero hour. Zero hour. Zero hour. Zero hour. So magka-two hour, magpa-plus two matches na din siya, so it browns it up back up to ten. Uh, mahaba siya in general if you watch everything, um, but I will say this one is a little bit more well-paced. Uh, um, mas nasabayan hindi ba hindi ka napapagod eh when you watch mm-hmm. it so I guess yes tama din yung reaction natin na Tony Khan might have learned a thing or two by now pero it's only been one card it's yeah. only been one, one show diba we have to wait and see until the next uh, pay-per-view to see if ito nga yung formula nila moving forward I think yung na-feel natin with the pace being more manageable is a page out of the WWE playbook because if you look through yung structure ng mga PLEs in WWE, di ba laging merong uh, vignettes na pinapalabas, yung mga commercial for the network, yung mga whatever upcoming programming, and then there's like a backstage interview or like a promo, di ba, during the PLEs. So... Uh, Tony Khan didn't used to do that. That like match, 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 match. Tapos, yeah. uh, diba, intensity in New Japan style. So, matakin mo yun, diba? Na he's actually now taking place out of the WWE uh, PLE formula. And now we see that it actually works because there's a reason why that uh, has been the case for the WWE PLEs for the longest time. For Triple H's time, not uh, yeah. the longest time. <laughs> oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, who'd have yeah, thought yeah. that there's still all the breaks, na yun, diba? the breaks in the action, the, mm. the vignettes and the oh, commercials yeah. that people rail about online. There's still a lot Now we know. It, I mean, it's nice to see like non-stop, full-tilt action for like, siguro mga two, three hours. But when you go four hours deep, just go, go, go. One of those matches is going to suffer. Yep. Diba? And then the and then the card suffers. So at least yep. ngayon, nalaman na ni Tony Khan kung ba't ganun talaga yung style ng WWE. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I hope uh, fans also realize it, diba? Because like, yeah, tayo, diba? We've been watching pay-per-views and PLEs for such a long time, and then now we're getting why these things happen the way that they do. Yeah. All right, uh, last bit of uh, news from over the weekend. Ronda Rousey has shown up at Ring of Honor, and uh, the last we've heard about Ronda Rousey was that she was done with pro wrestling for family reasons, and then biglang, oh, out of nowhere, <laughs> in ROH. So reports from over the weekend also add Nah, uh, AEW is willing to work with Ronda Rousey if she's uh, willing to put in more time. Like, however, she wants to put pro wrestling into her schedule. But what do you guys think of this development? Yeah, I thought uh, when I first saw the thing, I, I I thought that she was just you know filling in for for Marina, for Horsewomen and all that. Um, I obviously she wasn't signed full time. She was doing the thing, and it's funny because you know one of the biggest MMA stars of the of this generation shows up on this. D tier show on AEW <laughs> that is uh, one of the funniest things but you know it's a thing she can do because she's now what she's doing side quests she did the big wrestling company she did the big MMA company uh, nobody can tell her what to do now so if she wants to wrestle at an indie show if she wants to appear on artist on a din she wants to appear only on Honor Club then, then more power to her uh, that's the dream that you know you have enough financial freedom to to do whatever the fuck you want with your uh, whatever career you want. So um, interesting. I'm I'm not expecting her to uh, do or to sign with AEW full time. Uh, I think uh, knowing her, uh, knowing how she feels about fans, uh, I don't think she wants to put herself through that again, through that scrutiny again. So. Um, I think uh, we just see her, you know, show up here and there. Like if it, if it leads to something uh, more long term, then okay, great. But I'm not gonna expect that. Now, wasn't she in at an indie show? Yeah, yeah. Like I saw yes. a clip of her yeah. getting suplexed on her head. Right? Something yeah, like, yeah. The yeah. bad <laughs> I mean, you know, they good for her. The bad. Also, what a rub for <laughs> ROH. Yeah, getting somebody like Ronda Rousey on their show, the bad. Like yep. that's that is such a random draw, but good for them, the that they got Ronda Rousey on their card for one night. So I mean it also benefits like the smaller companies that you see kind of being in indie uh smart mark friendly Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah. It's still a draw. People will still watch to hate. Hopefully. So it'll it'll still no, it's, it's hard out. it's hard to watch uh Ring of Honor legally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, this... that is true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. But then maybe I'm hoping that for more people to sign up to Honor Club. I don't know. I'm not on the business end of things here. I'm talking about all the smaller shows that Ronda Rousey's appeared in. It only benefits these smaller shows because you're getting a brand name like Ronda Rousey on your card. And therefore, people will start to pay attention to your promotion. Yeah. Uh, congrats to Ring of Honor for getting Ronda Rousey for this latest set, uh, set of tapings. And uh, congrats to Ronda Rousey for coming back to wrestling and realizing that I guess she still does love the business guide Papano. So, um, you know, uh, wherever Ronda is happy, wherever she finds peace with regard to her role in the wrestling business, the don't So uh, that, that sounds like a lot of fun for everybody involved. All right, we'll yep. take a break. When we come back, our picks of the week on this audio-only episode. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on the Pod Network. Let's get to the main event. These are our picks of the week, and we're going to start with Chino here. Okay, I will suggest this with the caveat that I haven't it fully. But it is Becky Lynch uh, playing on Celebrity Jeopardy. 
Um, Jeopardy is very, very important to me. It's probably more important than wrestling. It's a show that I've seen for the longest time, one of the only shows that I've paid attention to. And whenever somebody like Becky Lynch, person we did not expect to see on a Jeopardy stage, appears on a Jeopardy stage, even if it was just a clip, a few the few clips that I found online, Natuwa na ako doon sa fact na yun because it was representation, di ba? You can see na si Becky wala siya sa element niya and uh, it was nag-set siya ng some sort of negative record for having um no correct answers in 60 questions, parang something to that extent. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, hindi maganda. But she tried to hold up her own, di ba? And she was against some very smart celebrities. She was against Macaulay Culkin, who he, he himself is a wrestling fan and a very smart person, and Rachel Dratch, former SNL. So parang matatalini na kasabay niya, really didn't do her do as good as the other two, pero at least we got to see a wrestler on a Jeopardy stage. And I don't I don't ever think nangyari yan before Becky Lynch. I'm sure it happened before. Yeah, <laughs> I think probably. we just don't know. No, but you're the super fan. You probably shouldn't know. I, I don't think it's happened before. <laughs> Since the, the Rock, I don't think The Rock's been on Jeopardy. Uh, I, I once read this uh, profile on Ken Jennings from the 2000s. And then he, it, it, yeah, he, he shares how he prepared for his, uh, his iconic Je- Jeopardy run of being champion for, I think, the longest or one of the longest yeah. times. Diba? Still holds so, the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, it's interesting because hey, you do have to prepare for Jeopardy. And <laughs> even if you have a lot of stock knowledge, you do have to prepare. And mm. it's funny. I haven't seen it as well because I have not the footage. But it's funny that for someone like Becky who prides herself on being excellent in all things, especially her trash-talking game on Twitter, um, for, for, yeah. the rig, for the mental rigors of Jeopardy. <laughs> One would expect that yeah. she would at least try. But, uh, I, I haven't seen it again, but um, I don't doubt that it's entertaining even in a way that you want to throw your phone at the screen at the tv screen because she would get easy questions wrong <laughs> and uh, there, there there are giveaways to uh yes so, to, to jeopardy i mean questions. celebrity jeopardy <laughs> is relatively easier or significantly easier than normal jeopardy because rounds they have three rounds and the first round are are basically kid glove uh, questions uh, so parang hindi pa siya ganun kahirap and doon pa lang wala na siyang nasagot diba? she was like she was four digits in the red which if you know your jeopardy yeah, it's is, is not good it's very bad so parang doon pa lang nahirapan na siya but it was like i mean i'm all for for seeing somebody that we look up to in a different field in another field that i look up to so yun lang yung fact na nagpasaya sa akin do you know how she did in final jeopardy I don't think she about. made it to final. Huh? How do you Jeez. not make it to final Jeopardy? Does if it... you if you don't have anything to wager, you don't. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought you could, you know, lift yourself up from the Leilaian. Yeah. So, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. Um, maybe she was being a, a good worker and putting over everyone else in the show. <laughs> I think she was also. Yeah. I think she's also doing this for a book because they yeah. build her as wrestler and author. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, siguro yeah, nagfocus na dun sa author part na shadow. <laughs> I don't know but I mean kudos to Becky for doing this I mean I, I get it uh, I, I get that I guess you are our resident quiz man 
in, in reference to Aquafina's character in the movie. Na yon. Uh, but man, I, I just can't celebrate Becky uh, and, and the futility in, the, in, in that Jeopardy appearance. It's kind of sad. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I feel very, very sad that sobrang bokeh si Becky in Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> I mean, nobody's celebrating here. I'm not celebrating yeah. here. <laughs> I, I just don't find it pick-worthy because like, uh, I don't want to dunk on Becky Lynch. Is all. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, mean, I get it. We weren't dunking on her. Naman. It's just that... I mean, wasn't dunking on her. I'm right? Yeah. Her. I mean, <laughs> on if, it, if it shows that you know, she was being a good sport about it and she was, you know, uh, maybe she was making it entertaining. Nobody yeah. knows because we, we do not literally have the, the full episode with us yet. Oh, Right. So, uh, but but you mean, hey, whenever a wrestler feels like stepping up to Jeopardy, sure, then we can talk about it. Sana mas magaling sila, I guess. But uh, yeah. but until now, we have Becky Lynch on celebrity Jeopardy. And plus, and that, uh, that's all we get. <laughs> plus, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dunk on on Becky because I don't think I would have done better if I was on Jeopardy. No, so you it's like it don't have an idea. Hard. It really isn't that hard. It's, it's, really, it's not that hard. It's it's, it's, it's yeah. like for you to have. Yeah, it's ninety percent okay. timing. I mean, yeah. Like the, the, the only the only time where I encountered Jeopardy online was when someone uh, bungled that question about Joel Embiid's nickname. So that's it. So, but I have no idea about this game. I probably would have done worse than Becky Lynch. Emil, you you helped us host Quiz Night, which oh, is basically in Jeopardy format. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. okay. Union, <laughs> yun, yun, yun. Yes. Just in case, okay. Just okay, in case right. you didn't know, Union. Also, yeah, I, also wrestling trivia has appeared on Jeopardy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Best na. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not really beyond our realm, your realm of capability. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I just saw a clip of the late Alex Trebek uh, administering a hip hop beef category. So, you would have done, <laughs> you would have gotten some answers. sensibilities ng masang Pinoy. <laughs> I think that's the best and most diplomatic way to put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. That's true. All right. Let's get to the next pick. This one is from Emil. Right, so my pick, uh, it's uh, from last week's Impact Wrestling. Uh, it was uh, the main event, I think, of Impact. It was Will Ospreay versus Josh Alexander. I think at this point, I'm going to win Will Ospreay because I always pick a Will Ospreay match like every month. No, but, you, you'll yeah. never be on the level of Dave Meltzer. He's the biggest Will Ospreay mark in the world. Yeah, but you know what can I say? I already, I already said when I picked the Will Ospreay versus Mike Bailey match that 2023 Will Ospreay is already up there as one of the best uh, single year runs of any wrestler in history, and this just adds to it. I mean, this was a uh, a dream match uh, for me. I mean, uh, it's not every day you're going to see these two uh, clash in a match, and. It was a, a very uh, clash of styles match. I say Josh Alexander works a uh, a technical style, and Will Ospreay's just you know a high flying, uh, you know high flying uh, wrestler, and it, it made for a great match. I mean, it was a great main event. It was a uh, solid uh, fifteen minute to so eighteen minute main event. So it was it was a pay per view uh, pay per view worthy match uh, that we got uh, on on free uh, on free TV and on YouTube. It was post. I saw this on YouTube. Like they yeah, posted yeah. the full match. Yes. So that's great for impact. So uh, so madami din yung mga kapanood nito. Hey, for uh, 25 pesos you can watch the entire impact episode. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, pesos. it's it's affordable. But again, um I really thought, you know, before, you know, before we, we before the news came out of we're signing with uh with AEW yeah. na 
you know, Impact might have a chance here because, you know, um, Will kind of loved <laughs> being on Impact because uh, they always they always salute this in sa commentary na Will Osprey loved Impact as a kid because you know, apparently TNA is big as uh, a UK and one of Will Osprey's inspirations was AJ Styles. That's why. It parang dream niya to go into Impact and even though he was already on Impact before, but this now he's like uh, uh, main eventer. Event. Now he wants to go to Impact and you know and do what his idol did back in the day. So it, it, it was a great match. It was a great um, couple of outings there for Will Ospreay. And, and even though he's signed with AEW, maybe he can still he can still appear on Impact uh, before he becomes full time say W and uh maybe we'll get some more Will Ospreay, but Will Ospreay there. But again, uh Will Ospreay is just incredible, man. I have said everything that I need to say and probably I'll spoil my pick now for the rest of the year starting year end awards that my rest of the year is probably gonna be Will Will Ospreay. So Wow. Yeah. All I'll say wait before Gina starts, all I'll no, say wait. is you can love something growing up, but if it doesn't, you know, support your family, then uh, yeah, there's uh, no yeah. point in going. Uh, there. That's true. That's true. There, bro. <laughs> yeah. Good on yeah. Sorry. Go. Go ahead, Gina. Sorry. sorry no. I, I'm just happy somebody picked this match. This was my favorite wrestling match in re- recent history. So for the past few weeks that I've actually caught wrestling, I haven't seen uh, the whole entirety of full year. I'm about halfway I think about halfway through the, the card right and now that, that we're talking about it and dami ko din na gustohan dito sa match to between Josh Alexander and Will Osprey Osprey elevating Alexander kasi uh, the longest time Josh Alexander has been the best kept secret sa Impact Wrestling people don't really tune in to Impact to watch Josh Alexander but watching Josh Alexander is a treat because he's been loyal to the company. He's performed so well. He's done everything they've asked of him. And he's just stepped up so much ever since his tag team days with All Ego Ethan Page. So nakakatawa din na tong match to because it allows for somebody like Josh Alexander, who doesn't quite have as much experience in the ring, to go up against somebody like Will Ospreay, who is very well seasoned, very well tenured in different parts of the world. So nakita mo din kung paano mag-step up si Alexander. He was doing things that you don't normally see him do. He was really pulling out all the stops against a caliber, a high caliber athlete like Will Ospreay. And you enjoy this match at all because he really had to step up to Ospreay's level to even make the match up um, equal and both of them on equal footing. Siguro ang pinakayoko lang dito is how they try to shoehorn Will Ospreay's love for TNA. Every time na mag-wrestling si Will Osprey, yun lang yung fact nila. So, has he only seen one impact match his entire life? Tapos naging homer siya? Like, why can't they say na, oh, Will Osprey also did this for impact or saw this at him? They've mentioned that same match multiple times in the multiple impact appearances Will Osprey has had. So parang nakakatawa lang na yun lang yung match na sinasabi nila that he really, really loves. So so it's just it's just such a forced fact at this point. But all in all, the match still was pretty, pretty good. Especially for a company trying to rebrand. Alright. There's 
some some people out there who this is the first time na, na exposed sila kay Josh Alexander. I will also recommend if you want more of Josh Alexander, uh, you can watch the one hour match he had with Mike Bailey this era uh, this year or uh, last year. Yeah, you know, yeah, that what yeah. that one hour match, boy, that was also good. So if you want more of Josh Alexander, you better check that out. Yeah. Uh the biggest the bigger Josh Alexander boo-boo for me was the slam anniversary match. <laughs> Yung they were um they were referencing all these uh, TNA originals moves. <laughs> oh yeah. Was yeah. That was the dumbest shit. Sorry, that was the dumbest <laughs> shit I had ever seen. Like, yes, tribute, yes, but it was so so horny. Um okay, uh you guys talked about um how good Josh and uh, Osprey were. They're pretty good, yes, definitely. So I'm gonna approach this from a production psychology perspective. And I've said this before, but Jesus fucking Christ, the impact crowd is super, super shit. Like, I don't understand why. Uh, it- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Felt like they weren't enjoying or, you know, weren't super into the match they were watching. And that's not a knock on, no, it's not, it's not a knock on, on the competitors and on the, on the workers because um, almost every impact uh, great match that I've watched like recently over the past year. I don't know if it's a production issue. Now they're not miking up the crowd as much, but um, you know, here in the Philippines, we we don't need to mic up the crowd because they're pretty loud. So my guess is the crowd is really just super shit. Like, do impact crowds actually enjoy impact? Because it doesn't sound like it. So um that to me, because it waters down the perceived quality of, of a match. Because uh, a loud, energetic crowd can make up for a you know less than average match. Like you've seen Hogan Andre, so um, it's super bad. Like I, I hated, I hated the experience. So to me, uh, Chino says that Josh Alexander is like the hidden gem of Impact. Now I feel Josh Alexander should go somewhere else so that he could be appreciated some more. I mean, like. Uh, yes, people will find him and show you clips, and as they should, as they as they should promote uh, his matches. But the the way the atmosphere feels around their their big main events is just it, it doesn't do him any favors. Is all I'll say. So yun yung main gripe ko about this match. Um, the commentary, bless their hearts, are trying. 
pero uh, they're, the crowd is just not matching the energy. That's what I did not like about this match. So again, I'm gonna blame the fans here. So uh, you know what I mean. It's it's a tough uh, it's a tough look when the work in the ring doesn't seem to be hitting with uh, the people in the crowd. Yeah, so you know, uh, I haven't been able to catch this match, so uh, uh, I'll probably put this on my watch list and then I'll get to it when I get to it. Okay, uh, let's move to Rowan's pick from SmackDown over the weekend and he selected Santos Escobar's promo and his confrontation with the members of the LWO who were there. So Ray obviously wasn't there because he just had surgery. Sabi ni Rowan na when Santos turned heel, he expected na it was the right time to bring back Legado del Fantasma. So nagulat daw siya na uh, Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde chose to side with the LWO. And um, kinukall out niya na si Santos, he kind of struggled while delivering his lines or someone must have missed uh, their cue, whether it was Zelina or Santos Escobar. Uh, he still thought that Santos' promo was pretty great, especially na si Michael Cole was selling it well by being yeah. offended on commentary. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, Michael Cole is. Oh, I I think Michael Cole is growing into his JR mode, like yung yung peak JR from the early two thousands, where JR yeah. was the moral compass of the WWE. I think Michael Cole has earned the gravitas to be said moral compass. Yeah. That's just me though. Um, you know, I, I don't know what you guys think. Anyway, uh, Rowan thinks then uh, Santos is now assuming the, the the role that Eddie Guerrero played as a heel back in the mid two thousands. Because uh, uh, he wasn't really hitting well, I guess, as a babyface for Rowan. And he feels that giving Santos this role as a heel is the right decision. Lalo na mag-isa na siya ngayon. Wala nang uh, Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde. And he thinks that Santos as a, as a heel in the singles division will help the mid-card. Um, I, I actually was confused that uh, wala siyang resback. Now, even Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro chose to defend Rey Mysterio. I mean, I guess it makes sense in uh, like like morals and ethics. Now, oh, anaman, this is our legend. This is our father figure. But I, I also find it weird that Santos is like, Rey is my father figure. Dude, you're like nine years apart. Like, uh, Rey is 47. Santos is 38. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, so that, that makes what? Rey, what, 15? A nine-year-old dad. 15 years old. <laughs> 15 years older than we are. Or, you know, you and I. So I mean, it's okay. Like yeah. I, I, it's not it's not something to you know destroy my sense of disbelief or sense of belief rather. So that's not an issue for me. Uh, I guess I, I would have appreciated better. Na kung sinabi nila niya na parang I, I thought of you as like a big brother. Na parang yeah, yeah, kita, sure. uh, then again, I get why he brought up the father figure thing to probably tie into Dominic was right. So that yeah, yeah. detail yeah, was something yeah, I appreciated. Yeah. Na Dominic was right. That was good because it se- uh, sells Dominic as well, de Parang uh, may katwiran din para si Dominic after all this time. So yon. I agree yeah. that it wasn't hitting as much as it should. I don't think kasi that oh no, the crowd in that show was bad. Uh, I, I didn't quite feel their enthusiasm. So they weren't one of the good crowds uh, to hold a SmackDown. So medyo minada sa doon. Because he delivered well. He he was, you know, uh, in with many people, his English is more than passable. So um, it's one of those things that should get you over as a Latin American or Latin uh, character, Latin person. Right? So it wasn't bad. It's just that... Um, it felt like the crowd once again couldn't care uh, less, right? So, sayang then. Um, 
I thought that the Stan character, which is to mean yung Eminem character, uh, which was, uh, you know, what he was doing with Ray, you know, when he turned heel last week, it was supposed to be you and me. Uh, could have been together. Think about it. You ruin it now. So um, it was, uh, I, I hope that they lean into that more because it would sell uh, the character a lot better if he was just, you know, crazy and unhinged as a, as a Ray Mysterio fanboy. So this is a step in the right direction. Um, now, the more I think about it, the more I think nah, he doesn't need like uh, the Garzas to help him out to, you know, to back him up against LWO to be the LWO Wolfpack or whatever. So um, it was a fun segment. Um, could have been better, but uh, it it not not with the gusto niyang mangyari. I enjoyed this promo because I never realized till now how uh, Santos is a decent promo. He's a great, uh, decent to great promo. Um, they've been struggling for a long time to find a heel uh, Latin star. I mean, they tried with Alberto Del Rio, they didn't work. So Santos fits that bill so well and. I actually like like the raw emotions that he delivered. Again, he delivered the promo really well, and you know, nadala ako dun sa sa promo niya. And uh, um, you know, now like when I was watching that promo, I was wondering why was he babyface for a long time. I mean, he, him as a heel is probably much better than him as a babyface, but maybe because. They need to get to that to get to this point, so maybe that's why. So exactly, um, yeah. So so uh, I, I like this. I like this promo. Actually, now I do wonder where where is this feud gonna head because Ray is out, and uh, you know, Kenan Baba balik si Ray, Royal Rumble now or uh, come February. So maybe they're gonna save that for Mania. But what is he gonna do at the meantime? So I I don't want to him, with Carlito. Yeah, I don't want yeah, him Carlito to and Santos are facing each other at Survivor Series, dude. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I I just, I just don't want him to lose all that heat that he's gaining. Uh so he, I wish dun some bugging feud with Carlito is gonna you know be over and you know uh, get over him and then. Uh, once Ray comes back, then they can do the. Uh, that's gonna be the WrestleMania match right there. Santos versus Ray. I also agree with all the statements saying that he should have been a heel, uh, because his greatest work in the WWE so far has been during his run with Legado del Fantasma, so NXT. I really enjoyed that. I also enjoy his work outside of the WWE, and agree that he is one of the more charismatic, one of the easier, one of the better communicators, uh, in terms of English. So Latin America, so I also agree that they might have something here, but I will say that I do want to see him step up the the healness a little bit more. Siguro dahil pa-start pa lang ng storyline. Wala pa masyadong injury si Rey Mysterio and sinampal siya ni Selena. That's good, but I want to see him step it up a little bit more. Be a little bit more maniacal. Maybe something happens in the match with Carlito, right? or maybe something more interesting develops in the story. Who knows? But I, I definitely am all for the heel Escobar. 
Uh, I just want to say na ano, um, if you haven't been following Escobar pre WWE, then yeah, it's likely you wouldn't know nga na he's a very good English speaker, especially compared to yung mga luchadors na talagang galing Mexico. Um, I remember back when Lucha Underground was still going on, uh, the Lucha Underground cast did an interview on ESPN, and yung primary mouthpiece nila was Escobar under the King Cuerno mask, kasi siya nga yung talagang magring mag English and someone who you know could. Uh, hang in there with the American guys that they were interviewing on TV. Uh, that being said, even nung nasa Lucha Underground palang si Escobar, he could already talk ba- uh, back then. And uh, you're right, I, I do enjoy him more as a heel, but I also like seeing him as a babyface, so it's good that he was able to show his range. But um, I think SmackDown does need yung mga mid-card heels. Kasi you've got the top guys, about, which is the bloodline, and then um, maybe... Nandun na rin sina Theory and Grayson Waller But uh, having Santos Escobar there To mess with sina Ray With sina Carlito is good Because it, it gives them something to do While Ray is out And yeah um, I'm pretty excited to call Carlito Versus Santos Escobar Just because uh, You know it, It's a great way to Incorporate Carlito Into all of this I'd like to hear his point of view actually Parang O nga naman Bakit siya yung Naging bagong salta ng LWO na Parang just because uh, Ray gave you a call or whatever just because uh, backlash happened in Puerto Rico. You got called out from, you know, uh, uh, from being in the area na, na, na incorporate into the LWO canon. I want to get you point of view niya so they can flesh out the story more other than, oh, Carlito is the dependable le- legend that Ray could rely on in his time of need. So, yun. Um, something that we hope we can get more into in the next few days heading into Survivor Series. All right, uh, we mentioned luchadors. We got to show love to two other luchadors who really tore it down on SmackDown. And uh, those are Axiom and Dragon Lee. I'm not sure if Axiom has been called up, kind of like the Creed brothers were uh, when when they got their raw call-ups. Uh, I think yung bali-balita from the, uh, from the dirt sheets is that hindi pa, hindi pa final yung status ni Axiom on the main roster. Um, that being probably, said... No, sorry, sorry, that was probably the tryout. Like Dragon yeah. Lee had a few yeah, months with, back. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Well, that was a tryout. I'd like to think he passed because he and Dragon Lee really, really did well. Um, sobrang nakakatuwa yung yung style nila na yung simula. It was uh, it it was high flying. It was what you would expect out of luchadors. But then they started getting really physical with the strikes. So the fact that they were able to mix it up with one another was pretty cool. Um, yung pagkaka-explain ng commentary sa backstory ni Axiom was different from the way that he was characterized on NXT. Kasi when Aiken first started appearing as Axiom, di ba they uh, framed him as this genius, so- sobrang intellectual, <laughs> math problems in his head being visualized <laughs> on the screen. They oh. really deviated from that here and they made it all about yung dream niya. Sila na mga tropa niya, di ba? Na parang uh, they all had a dream to make it in wrestling, to make it to WWE. So he wears his mask para he doesn't just represent himself. He represents the, the crew that he came up with. Which is kind of a bit of a stretch. No, but no. I, I, I can live with it. Like, I actually like it. Parang, basta alam na mga tao na he's one of them. Kasi now he gets a hometown, di ba? From Madrid, Spain, Axiom. So I actually can, can live with that explanation for the Axiom character. Now I just need them to tie it into why he's called Axiom. Like, yeah, paano nila ma-incorporate yeah. yung pagkatalino niya, <laughs> yung math problems and all of that good stuff. Yeah, because I always thought Axiom was just a poor man's uh, arrow star. Diba? Parang ganun sure. yung aesthetic niya. Uh, from yeah. the cosmos. Space, yeah, yeah. space <laughs> siya. Superhero siya. Because now, now that you brought up the commentary, parang sayo ko nga, no? parang weird ganun na parang from the this larger-than-life character naging everyman siya bigla. 
which was never his deal, by the way, in, in NXT. Diba? He was either an underdog or, or he was either like this, this mythical being. But never naman siya naging every man. Eh. Even as A-Kid, never naman naging ganun yung character niya. So I guess they were just trying to see... No, what the A-Kid... The Aikid character was grounded because he was literally the kid from Spain. Yeah, you know, yeah. the Aikid character, like if you know the meaning behind the name, it uh, comes from El Nino, Nino Anonimo. Anonimo. Okay. He wanted to be anonymous talaga. Yeah, which was also mask, weird because he's not a mask, mask wrestler. Non. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, also, I mean, again, you brought it up. Yung mga mask mask, hindi naman din yan approachable sa lahat ng tao, diba? So, I always thought that he, they were trying something a little bit different here. But the fact that they're trying to ground him again, Especially since they haven't unmasked uh, Aiken, is is pretty interesting. It's an interesting way to put it. And uh, and uh, uh, question for you guys, because uh, sa uh, sa comments, like you know, some friends were making jokes. Na a typical Pinoy casual would say, "Uy, dalawang Rey Mysterio." Oh my god! Okay. I hate that. Okay. Hate question that. for you Come guys: on. Is there room on SmackDown for three masked guys? Yes. Oh, course. yeah, definitely. Jesus yeah. Christ. What are, I mean, AEW has so many mass guys on their roster now. We, we did that. We did this so many years ago. In yeah. 2003, 2004, we had like, yeah. what? Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo Dragon. Three, yeah. The Luchador, the Luchador, and them. Yeah, exactly. They were all there for a time. You know, they were all doing their thing. I mean, it's not because the typical assumption of a casual fan is that Bakamaska, therefore, ikaw na si Rey Mysterio. Hey, 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 hey. hey. hey no, no. Hey. That's... Hey. Yes. This is yeah. my I, I would know. Yeah. This, this is, is not, my experience. This, no, this is, is my experience. experience. Same, same, same. Oh. same. I, I will side with Rohit. Wait, are you a mass wrestler? Sorry? No, 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 no. When it comes to casuals, like, always pointing out, whenever I would watch I've literally been called Rey Mysterio. But what they don't understand is that it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Even in Mexico, there are rudo and technical and the whole mysticism behind it. It's a little too much for people to understand. But if a company like the WWE can break it down to simpler terms and add a little bit more depth into their uh, luchador roster, then why not? To grow the sport, to grow the exposure to the culture, why not? Right, I'm gonna explain yeah. the whole issue with the with the background here. Yeah. The the strange larger than life luchador backstory is fucking dumb. <laughs> outside of Mexico, outside of actual lucha libre promotions, it is dumb. As someone who has created a backstory for my mass wrestler character, it is dumb. And it is not something you want to keep pushing on the fan base for too long. Because it's, you know, it's all too much effort to to keep up the charade and, uh, you know, keep up that kind of kayfabe. So I understand why they grounded uh, the Axiom character. Yes, it doesn't make sense anymore uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, the masked wrestler character. But you, you see that in a lot of people like... Um, Psychosis used to be a masked wrestler. And when we first saw him, he was, you know, you and I, this generation first saw him, he was already unmasked on SmackDown. Right? So uh, yep. why is he called Psychosis? Right? It, 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 that, was, that was a masked name, but, you know, he, he carried it over. Right? So it's things like those. Nah, nah. Uh, just, um, it is what it is. So uh, we've strayed too far from the match. It was really good. Um, 
this is my original pick because I, I always give love to the cruiserweights. And uh, it seems as though Triple H is giving them love once more after uh, the demise of 205 Live. Um, if you haven't seen Axiom yet, if this is your first exposure to Axiom, say you don't watch NXT, you don't watch NXT UK, um, A-Kid is not your usual luchador. Uh, the reason why they did the whole strike fest is because A-Kid is trained in MMA and uh, Meron Chung, um stand-up game if you will so that was pretty fun it uh and yeah it, it shows that they're not just flippy guys um even though they're really good flippy guys um if you observe axiom as well he doesn't always do young uh over the top uh, acrobatics that most luchadors do so uh that's why um there is space for someone like axiom because he doesn't work like your commanders or your elio de vikingos so um that I I still think that was the audition. I hope he passed the audition because you, know, you always want to see more people like that, even if you don't have as much time for them in a you know one and a half hour SmackDown. So really good stuff. I'm I'm also glad that they got time to cook. Um, it wasn't your five minute match. Yeah. Uh, well, they got I mean, two segments. Yeah, 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 exactly. So Severus is Triple H Like uh, he knew that Dragon Lee was a big signing, a big pickup. Um, he wasn't just any other, you know, masked luchador that is like the flavor of the month or the flavor of the week for uh, Smarks. So uh, he is treating him with the respect that he wishes uh, someone like Mystico got when he first signed with WWE in oh, 2010. Yeah. So really good stuff. Uh, it's, you know, uh, SmackDown is, uh, you know, I, I appreciate SmackDown booking for giving space to these things once more. Uh, plus, uh, I love watching matches like these uh, because I can just turn my brain off and just and just enjoy the spectacle. Agree, 100%. Um, yeah. Plus, uh, even though they're masked wrestlers and you know, people call them luchadors, Dragon Lee and A-Kid are much, uh, much more than just, you know, like Ro alluded here, flippy guys. Because Dragon Lee, when you watch him, he's also a striker. He's really one of the best strikers uh, in, the res- in wrestling today. And A-Kid has... Uh, he's he has a much more complete game than your usual commanders and the Bikingo. So, uh, but I enjoy all types of luchador matches. Like, uh, I I enjoy the commander, the Bikingo, the all of that creepy stuff. But I also enjoy lucha matches like this, which you know where they would you know where they would wow the audience. But as soon as they're hooked in, they're gonna go with the strikes and they're gonna tell the story within the match. So, I love this match, and I've been noticing lately that SmackDown always a lot like two segments for cruiserweights. Which again, maybe that's Triple H rectifying what he his uh what he did back then uh with the two hundred five live, and it's great. I mean, doesn't need an hour, but you know, just enough time for to showcase the 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 cruiserweights uh wrestling on 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 SmackDown. So I I hope for more of these and. You know, uh, maybe someday we can get back to cruiserweight division. So, uh, yeah, just hoping one day. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate Dragoli and Axiom giving us some good lucha things. Yep. To close out our picks of the week, let's go to Row. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Hangman versus Swerve, yeah. a Texas Death Match. Good God. God, oh, so good. What a match. What? Oh, what? Um, what an experience. What a <laughs> fucking experience. So. Okay, so if you haven't seen it yet, they absolutely brutalize each other. Like, I've never, not in a long time in mainstream wrestling, I've never seen, like, anyone or two people hate each other as much as uh, 
these guys did. Parang, syempre, obviously, it's a, you, you, we never know if it's if there were real feelings behind it. But uh, if I didn't know any better, they, I, I would have thought that there were. Because uh, it, it was just so intense. It was just so crazy. And this is everything I, I want from Blood Feuds. Um, I, I, I wrote in my review of Full Gear with that. Um, a lot of times when you watch hardcore matches and death matches, uh, they just do the weapon spots, uh, the brutal spots for the kicks, for, um, for the novelty, for the virality, if you will. Uh, you know, you clip this and then, you know, people will be amazed and it will spread and that's it. But uh, ito, it was even Jericho Gage. It felt it felt like they were just doing the funny spot or the the brutal spots for for the hell Sick. of it, right? yeah. for the for the kicks, for the shit, for the shits and giggles. But I thought like you can feel legit hate, and I don't even know why they hate each other. I mean, like yes, uh, Swerve invaded Hangman's home. Hangman said nah, there was a reason, you know, Swerve's kids and wife don't listen, uh, don't talk to him anymore. That's all pretty good. But uh, you would remember that this all just came from Swerve thinking Hangman took his spot or whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> Swerve thinking he could do better in Hangman's spot. So uh, what an escalation. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Swerve is crazy for taking all the all the stapler, staple gun spots. Fuck. Uh, uh, everyone's oh, crazy. Walang may, sa, sana walang may aid sa kanila. Hepatitis na. Wala naman siguro. Sana mo nag-test man lang sila before they started doing Baka spots. naman nag-test nila natin nakita. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm Hang sure. my drinking swerves yeah, blood. Uh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've never you know, seen that in wrestling. Uh, I don't think I needed to see that in wrestling. Hangman, uh, you know, Falling on shattered glass uh, in a spot would you know oh. drive CM Punk crazy. I'm sure there was a shot at him because you know Hangman and Punk don't like each other. So uh, really insane stuff. Now uh, it's it's gruesome, pero may say like uh, you again. You've never felt two people in wrestling lately hate each other this much. That I wish that this was the Terry Funk uh, memorial. Deathmatch, Texas Deathmatch, instead of that uh, quote-unquote hardcore oh, match we got in that yeah. SmackDown. <laughs> so, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I haven't seen a match like seem to genuinely emotionally scar uh, the competitors in it like uh, since, I don't know, Edge versus McFoley's or WrestleMania 22 when they, you know, when Edge sold the, the fire spot, uh, the fire table spot. Like he was harrowed from that experience, <laughs> so um, it's a masterpiece of violence and emotion. Nah, it's not ultra violence just because they wanted to push boundaries. It's because they wanted to tell the story of how much they absolutely hated each other on screen. So please, uh, it's it's not for the squeamish, but I feel like if you are, if you say you're a fan of storytelling and wrestling, especially if you don't like AEW, say quote unquote, uh, they're all spot fest, you know, they're all, you know, work rate. This is the match to watch. And after this, um, there is no way Swerve should not be at least in the world championship conversation in 2024. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, see, um, go ahead, No, uh, again, what, what a match. This is, how you should end a blood view. You say that's one of the about the that? <laughs> I think come on. I think it is. The, the the feud is done. I mean the person the the it's an Olympic no feud. And one of the things that 
uh, annoys me about wrestling is how after a very personal blood feud, they would have the blow off as a regular match. Like for example, Triple H, Randy Orton, WrestleMania 25. That was a they wrestled that as a regular match, even though the feud was very personal, diba. Right? And you know, I was watching this match with my uh, with my girlfriend, and I was enjoying this match, and she questioned why a nice. Gentle softy would enjoy such brutality. Why would you watch it with her? Though? <laughs> I was, uh, I was, say, I was at her house. So I was watching it. <laughs> you did that to you, yourself, man. young buck. Yeah, I know. That's, but that's, again, that's, was... that's between you and God. especially young bubog when uh, swear did that oh, four fifty. I was like marking out. Like she was like looking at me. Like what? Why? Why are you enjoying this? <laughs> But again, again, it was so brutal. One of the most, uh, actually, before this, the probably the most violent match I've seen was also involving uh, Swerve Sexton, the Kill Shot versus AR Fox mm-hmm. match from Lucha Underground years ago, and this is on the same levels of of brutality with that. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna reference the Mass Man Show since I that was a first, uh, today was the first time I listened to that um, about. Swerve being in the main title scene, uh, they may, they kind of said that maybe Swerve is the devil, even though it's a far fetch. And uh, it, but oh, I know, like a way for Swerve to enter the world title scene is to end the Hangman feud and reveal reveal he's the devil. He's been the one messing with MJF all along. So maybe <laughs> maybe not. But I am sure that the uh 2024 is going to be. Swerve's here, and he has come a long way. I mean, he has, he was released by WWE. Yeah, mm-hmm. he kind of started flat in AEW, and then uh, he picked up a little bit of momentum, uh, teaming up with Keith Lee, and then they broke. They uh, they broke up, and then parang wala. Like they didn't even do the feud initially. They did the feud way too late, and as uh, and you know started gaining momentum, and now he's. Main event. He's a main event. Uh, he's a world champion uh, in the future. Uh, world future world champion already. So, uh, congrats, uh, congrats to both men. Man, one of AEW's best matches here. That's for me. That's it. Real, like, real quick. Napatunayan niya yung sinabi niya kay Hangman. If it were him in the spot, he would have made the most of it. I think yeah. that was him calling his shot. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you sorry. guys mentioned you. I know the the uh, Edge versus McFoley match from WrestleMania 22. Uh, Kaliganon for me yung backlash. Uh, parang hardcore match nina Randy Orton and McFoley. Oh yeah, McFoley. Oh yeah, yeah. The 2004 one. That was, so uh, now yeah. I'm gonna put Swerve and Hangman in that same category because that's yeah. how how scarred I was coming out of it. Let me just tell you experience go watching that a few hours ago. I was on the exercise bike and I had uh, my iPad um, play the match, right? So I was in the middle of the house for everyone to hear and in staple guns pa lang, I was yelling out, Tang there! Like, ah, Lord! Tang ina kadire! So I was like, uh, then he stapled himself. Position. Yeah, and then oh he stapled my, himself, yo, right? Yo, like, why? Narinig no kapatid ko, nasa Tasha nagtatrabaho, bumaba siya, sabi niya, Tangin na, kala ko na paano ka, nanonood ka lang pala ng wrestling. <laughs> so, like, uh, and I'm very squeamish. So I try to avoid death matches. I try to avoid matches like this. But I appreciated this match very much because of everything that they put themselves through. And like you said, Ro, may saisayong violence. You could see why they hated one another. You could see the lengths that they were willing to go to really punish one another. And even though medyo overbooked siya towards the end with Brian Cage and Prince Nana interfering, I still think it. Uh, yeah, I still think that it made sense, kahit papano. 
And I like how through it all, si Swerve pa rin yung nanalo. Like, he found a way to get extra dastardly towards the end by using that cinder block and just smashing it with the upper back or batok ni Hangman. So, uh, I, I agree. It was a great match despite the emotional journey that it took me through. <laughs> I, 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 before, yung nga, sabi ko, di ba, di ko pa natatapos yung full year. But I actually went out of my way to see this match. Kasi nakita ko yung iniinom na ni Hangman yung dugo ni Swerve. <laughs> I'm not squeamish myself. Oh my I've picked death matches on this uh, episodes before, pero when I saw that happen, good God, natalo na niya yung protruding barbecue sticks sa ulo ni John Moxley. That was the most extreme thing I've seen in wrestling. And then I saw a uh, page drink Hangman's blood. Oh, oh so, yeah, the page drinks were blood. So, medyo, oh it, medyo intense siya. It, it goes, it, <laughs> it goes Randy Orton sticking a screwdriver in Jeff Hardy's screen. <laughs> box with the barbecue sticks. And then the blood drinking. My hey, God. Ito, Chino, tanong ko sa'yo, ano mas kadire? Yung blood drinking or may magmumumug ng bayag? Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it was just it was just a little. Uh, parang dumating na din sa point na kung question ko na yung yung hate nila. Like, is it really this intense? Is it really worth all this? Diba? I think yeah. Yeah, parang parang dumating na siya dun sa point na yun. And then you know, but then I was enjoying the match for what it was because that's essentially what a death match is. But tama naman din kayo na the it, it death matches are. Supposed to be a little bit deeper than that, because patayan siya in the literal sense, de ba yung intensity na dinadala niya. But for me, I'm a little bit a little bit more shallow than that. So <laughs> must enjoy ko siya for the brutality, yeah, and the unexpectedness, yeah. the shock value that it brought. Um, yun yun talaga na yun yung pinaka na enjoy ko. The fact that it made uh, all of us a little squeamish in in our own skins was. Something I never expected. Also, Rowan Emil, hindi just shin out out si Prince na Wait, well, yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, that's right. Fucking Prince God bless Prince Nana, man. Right. Oh my <laughs> God. I love that guy. Okay, <laughs> right, since uh, bringing up, I was gonna do this after everyone had talked. <laughs> I, I wanted to give flowers to fucking <laughs> Prince Nana because uh, before many of you knew of him in this version of AEW and ROH. I had been watching the guy 10 years ago or, you know, more than 10 years ago in the Sinclair days. Yeah. <laughs> Ring of Honor. Um, <laughs> he was still managing uh, Tommaso Ciampa and the others. Uh, what a guy. Like, uh, yeah. 10 years ago, he was, uh, for those who don't know, he claims to be an actual prince from Ghana. <laughs> so <laughs> that 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 thing is an almost halfway legit, I guess. And then, um, this guy was not a known entity at all outside of Smarks finding a way to catch ROH back, you know, back then in the early 2010s. And now everyone knows who he is all because he got over <laughs> with his dance and he still did the dance in the middle of a, of a, of a brutal <laughs> before, getting, uh, the, before getting the, uh, the finish on that. Dead eye, No, before that, he, he pulls, he pulls Swerve out of the ring to save him, to save him from the 10 count. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does the dance. <laughs> 
Para daw magising si Swerve. <laughs> that that man, that man knows what he is doing in there. And I am glad yeah. that uh how old is he now? He's in, he's in his early his mid 40s. So I'm glad that he still found a way late in his career to to get over and be a known entity in mainstream yeah. wrestling. So it proves that you're never too old. <laughs> As long God as you bless. find the way, the thing that gets you over. So God bless God, Prince. God Nada. bless Prince Nada, man. What that guy God. almost retired. That guy almost retired from wrestling. Yeah, yeah he was gone for a while. Yeah. yeah he was. Mm. Now I just need someone to buy his shirt so Prince Nana can get his weed. <laughs> <laughs> there were signs in the crowd. That was so funny uh, as well. Yeah. What a fucking legend! I love this guy. I really love this guy. All right. So those are our picks of the week. Let us know what yours are. You know where to find us. It is at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok. A couple of reminders once again. We've got our Thursday live stream, 7 p.m. on Facebook and on YouTube. Just search for us, The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You can also join us at our Survivor Series viewing party. That's happening over the weekend at Hobby Stadium with prizes from everybody's toys and collectibles. Uh, tickets will be 500 pesos. That's the walk-in rate because it's na po yung early bird rate. Natin. Uh, 500 pesos gets you a free drink. And syempre, you get to be with us as you catch Survivor Series War Games. And you can eat food sa Hobby Stadium. Order na rin kayo kasi sobrang sarap ng food nila. So Survivor Series War Games, um, November 26th, Sunday, 8 a.m., uh, that's when doors open 9am you main show Alright uh, We've also got the Black Friday Pasabay run So please join us uh, You know If, if you want to get your Wrestling merch na legit Tinyurl.com Slash WWP Black Friday 2023 Join us sa paglalason Sa mga bank account At wallets natin Sana uh, Sana may bonus na kayo Para may pambili kayo For Black Friday Alright <laughs> Yeah uh, Let's uh, get to Chino's plug Right here as well yeah, just a quick plug. Over the weekend, I did a guesting on the Comsat Boys podcast, and we talked all things wrestling, content video games then, but mostly wrestling. You can find it on Spotify wherever you get your podcast. It's a it's a a ninety minute episode that talks about current day wrestling. You wrestling nakinalikan namin. Uh, and it gives a little insider it gets a little insidery at certain points but these guys are great they are local fans of the, of the comedy scene and they're also fans of the podcast so hey. they've been silent listeners in the hello ComSat boys what's up and, ComSat boys uh, yes and uh, hopefully Mapakinggan your episode is out now ComSat boys podcast right alright uh, there you have it. That, uh, this has been our audio-only picks of the week episode. Medyo na palaki kasi dami pinag-usapan. Of course, that's ha- that happens every time you've got a big weekend of wrestling. But thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you on Thursday for the live stream. On behalf of Chino Liao, Romaran, and Emil Nate, my name is Stan C. Thank you very much to Babyface producer Jasper and everyone else at the Pod Network for all of the work that you do behind the scenes. And thank you for catching this episode. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.